Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The trouble with schools is they always try to teach the wrong lesson. Believe me, I've been kicked out of enough of them to know. They want you to become less callow, less shallow. But I say, why invite stressing? Stop studying strife and learn to live the unexamined life. Hey guys, and welcome back to yet another episode. So I don't know if you guys have noticed the name change of the podcast. Um, so as some of you may know, I do identify as non-binary, so they, them, and I decided that I wanted to change my name uh, to fit my identity. So it is now Noah, well, Noah Grace or Noah for short. And yeah, so welcome back to yet another episode of Noah's Corner. And yeah, so today I thought it would be kind of cool or funny to just sit down and do an um slash uh like a uh, like um a uh, counter for the Karen Olivo pod or episode that we did because um there are a lot and I'm kind of just <laughs> intrigued by how many times it was said and not just by Karen but like Nellie and myself as well so let's get into it <laughs> All right. So, oh my gosh. Hi. <laughs> um, welcome to Rise Little Corner, which I actually started originally by myself, but after I think like episode four, I just could not get anybody to come on. So now you volunteer to be my co-host. So how I'm, I am just going to say that uh, how I'm doing this is I have a piece of paper and I'm just going to tally it up. So let's go. And so, yeah, how are you? <laughs> I'm so good. Thanks for having me, Rye. Thank you. So, um, I'm Rye. There's one already. As you probably know by now. But, um, my pronouns are she, they, but honestly, either is fine. And, yeah. I kind of flip-flop. Sometimes I feel like a female. Sometimes I just don't. So. Yeah. And I'm Nellie, and my pronouns are she, hers, and hers. To hers. Awesome. Is it my turn? Yep. Yeah. Cool. I'm Karen Olivo. Uh, my oh, three. You knew what, you know what my really? name was. Calm down. <laughs> um, I use Four. she, they pronouns. Uh, I'm on the unseated line of the Ho-Chunk. And are there <laughs> any accessibility needs that I need to, should I describe myself since this is a podcast? Um, we word uh well i did say or write down we are down to we are already up to five guys and uh, yeah okay sorry i'm very nervous right now (laughs) but um 
So, uh, if you don't mind, could you just introduce yourself and just say a little about who you are in case anyone listening doesn't know? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm a 45-year-old uh, caramel-colored uh, multi-hyphenate yeah. artist. I have dark curly hair that's kind of short and ends above my ears. Um, I am in a white... Guys, <laughs> we are not even four minutes in and we are at eight no nine ums and us already damn okay right tank top and maroon shorts uh i've been in 10 already at industry 10 for uh, 25 plus years <laughs> um and 11 uh i do lots of things nope that's 12 pandemic. um I teach, I organize, uh, sometimes I act. 13. I'm a visual we are already at 13. <laughs> artist. And I'm also a parent. So I think that's it. Okay. So I, as we already mentioned, 14. Um, we have all our questions written down. Um, Sounds good. 15. My memory personally is not the best sometimes probably my trauma but um 16 guys we are at 16 already <laughs> oh my god i also swear a lot so i'll try to stay censored but if anything slips i do apologize i swear all the time just ask nelly <laughs> no speak how you speak i mean look this is your podcast yeah, however it, it is that you like to speak yeah. on your podcast is how you should speak and then yeah so if it's okay, we would like to just start with questions, and then um, if we have time at the end, we can just, like, chat, I guess. Um, okay. So, yep. yeah. 17. And, and if you have any questions for us, just let us know. Absolutely. So my first question is, what started your interest in musical theater? Uh, I didn't 18. really know. You were at pretty 18, young age, guys. I was on stage, so I didn't really know that everyone didn't do theater. I thought that was just every family was a family of performers that did singing and dancing and stuff like that. Um, uh, well, I shouldn't say singing and We are at 19. We are at 19. And dancing. I didn't start singing and dancing until a little bit later. I was always acting, though. Um, 20. Say, We're at 20. I'm going to be really specific about musical theater. It was when I saw my older sister in a community theater production of Joseph and she was singing and dancing and I was really shocked because I knew that oh, we didn't take singing or dancing lessons and um and when I saw her in it I was like how did you learn I feel like I missed one but I I'm not gonna go back that? and she was like they just teach you 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 audition and then they teach you how to do the singing and the dancing and I was like great and that was it I saw my older sister do it, and then I was like, well, I guess I gotta go do it now. And the next question is, what do you believe people enjoy most about Broadway? Oh, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> you know, I feel like um, what they love most about Broadway, I think everyone this is a for a very different reason. I am pausing this just to like kind of apologize that you guys have probably already heard this episode. Um, but it, it, I just thought this might be something fun 
So if you are a little annoyed that you're re-listening to this episode a little bit uh, <laughs> with minor commentary, counting out the ums and uhs of the episode, <laughs> I, I understand because um, I, I'm not counting the ums that I say today, by the way. I just, yeah, it's, I, I find this entertaining. And Nellie thought I should do it too, so. Sometimes it is, um, you know. Oh, 21. We're at 21, guys. Done. It's a ritual that they've done with their families. Um, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, this is the entertainment. They're, they're people who have grown up singing all the time, and that's how they express themselves. I don't know. Um, 22. I mean, why does anyone enjoy entertainment? Oh, no. <laughs> There's 23. Two, uh, there are a million reasons. Um, I couldn't say. We're at 23. I I say. Yeah. Okay, so kind of jumping around here, but what characteristics do you think a good leader should have? Um, I think a oh, good leader 24. should have characteristics that involve... Uh, Fair amount 25. of passion, conviction, really strong sort of moral compass and values, um, really good communication 26. skills, um, and a really oh, strong sense of self <laughs> and the ability to um, change, 28. and learn. Thank you. Yes. So the next question we have is, what made you... 27 already. Holy shit. Feel like leaving Moulin Rouge was the right choice. Uh, it was really evident that a lot of the things that I was going to do in Moulin Rouge would... Um, having already done the job before... Wait. Yeah. Oh my god, 30 already. And I knew how I had very little life. And I, the only thing that I could do was do the show because it was that hard for me. Um, and then I thought about 31. what I've been doing for the last year and how um, my 32. perspective on what my purpose is. Did you just, did, did they just say it again? I, I'm not going to count it because I didn't catch it, but I think they said it. To change. Uh, and oh, how I 33. Knew that I needed to be doing more than I was. And also, um, the industry. 34 lack of response for people in need are people people who work alongside of us maybe you don't see them all the time but people who help you build shows they're the people who do all of the work so that you can stand in the spotlight and when I say you I mean you know like myself and so thinking that we could easily dismiss um, people who had endured a lot of pain and trauma felt um the antithesis of why I got into the theater. It was for collective work. It was for cooperation. It was to be a part of a community that you could trust and that you could uh, create incredible 36. things with. And so when people were not willing to stand up for other people, I thought, this is not what I signed up for. And then also on top of that, uh, I realized going back to this show would mean I couldn't do any of the work that I think is very important. So 
it just it became very clear to me help people or work really hard to just be the sparkling diamond for the amount of people that can afford a ticket so that actually has me thinking about, like, it, yeah, that was a really thoughtful yeah, answer. Yeah. Oh, I just said, Which, uh, by the way, that. congratulations on the Tony Nong. Oh, I'm very excited. As soon as the Tony Nong came out, I messaged my ITS troop and I was like, we need to have a watch party. We need to do this. What's ITS? Uh, International Thespian Society. Nelly oh, just said, perfect. uh, um, so before we dive into other things, I think um, that's 34. Oh, no, I just said it again, so 35. Wait, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 30. Oh my god, no, we're at, we're at 40. I think we should talk about In the Heights a little bit. Sure. Um, but before we start with the questions, and 41. I know Nelly feels the same way, but you were amazing as Vanessa. Like, she was probably my favorite character. <laughs> Which, yeah. Um, I don't know how much that says, but... <laughs> 42. No, thank, you for, thank you for saying that. That means a lot. So, and I wasn't sure if I was going to say this, but I think I'm going to. <laughs> but um, also, 43. every time I think of In the Heights, I also think of the uh, PBS Chasing Dreams special. 44. Which I forced my parents to record because I was... I can't remember how old I was, but I was not in my 20s yet. And I watched it, like, every day when I would get home from school. And would constantly just, like, wait for that part where you came out of your dressing room and was like, dreams come true, bitches. And that's, like, the only thing I, like, remember from it. <laughs> but... Anyway, so my first question about In the Heights is, what was your favorite part of playing the role of Vanessa? Well, I should say that um, you saying that one of your favorite parts of In the Heights is Vanessa is very validating on a very personal level for me because Vanessa was just me at that time. That's, you know, um, I, I should say me in a much shorter skirt and heels because I would have never wear that stuff. <laughs> But, um, so, oh. uh, it means a lot. How many are we at now? We're at 45 I now. I say that because, uh, it makes me feel like maybe Karen at that age wasn't such a, a knucklehead. Um. We're at 47 because they said it twice there. Being with a bunch of people who look like me and who could have been a part of my family and who we might actually be related. <laughs> um, that was pretty life-affirming. I think and, they just said uh, it again, but I, I'm not going to count it because I... Comfortable and here. joyous. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. That was definitely one. So. Felt like a party all the time. 48. Felt like I was getting paid to, do, to work really hard at a party, but to have a lot of fun. The next question is, if you could have played any other character in the show, who do you think you would have wanted to play? Any other character in the show? Oh, yeah, I no. really love this keep... character. I've always... Sorry, I'm trying to find a good median for the volume for me. I don't know. Gravitated towards Benny. <laughs> I, don't know, short answer. I knew that one. I knew that one. I didn't even have to really think about that one. Okay. 
Karen's dispatch. <laughs> Karen's dispatch, yes. All right. What message do you hope Into Heights gives to the younger generation, especially now that the movie's out and everything and every all the interest is coming back into Into Heights, which should have been there before, but, like, now the younger generation's being introduced to it? Um... Oh, there, there's I another one. Forty nine, I think. Message about creating community and um, and standing up for your community and nurturing your community. And I think that's something that it doesn't matter where you come from. Uh, everyone can sort of uh, relate to that and gain something from it. Um, Oh, that that was another um there. Someone's either going in or going out of their apartment. Yeah, I think that's like the that's the biggest message. It's really exciting to see younger people know in the heights and love it. Um, yes. I feel really proud and honored. Oh, she, they did just say other. A huge and important part of my life. Um, I think we're at fifty one now. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> All right. What is a backstage memory from the show oh, that you will never forget? Part. A backstage memory. This is the backstage memory that is actually a front stage memory that I will never forget, and I talk about it all the time. And it's it's because it it's see it's seared into my memory. Um, oh. During it won't be long now. Enough. In the little interlude. Um, and a th- little scene and that happens. Sunny's supposed to come out uh, when when Moose now and another sort of chases off all the other guys. Sunny's supposed to come out and give a coffee to Vanessa, and Robin Jesus brought out a, a can of Coke, <laughs> which kind of messes things up for, for Vanessa. Vanessa. Because then she has, she has to, to say, say mm, just, just like, like my grandmother, grandmother used to make. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> can, you, can you guys tell I've listened to this a lot? <laughs> um, it's not just oh, that. There's that another happened. one. It's that he did it twice. It's that he did it twice, yes. That's kind of funny. Funny, and also I was like, at the, the second time it happened, the look of, like, I could see him looking, like, off stage, like, how can I get off stage? Because Karen may punch me. Um, and I think it was like a student matinee. So, you know, like the students were like, what is this going on right, right now? Your, Your grandmother, grandmother did, did not make, make a can, can of Coke. Coke. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll never forget that. Okay. <laughs> um, so this is actually a question I've wanted to like ask forever, but didn't have the guts to actually DM anyone when I came up with the question years ago. Sorry, I don't know how many people heard me mutter my sister's name there, but uh, what the fuck, Shannon? You left your bottle here. Um, <laughs> so how did you, uh, Andrea Burns, oh, to there's another. Gonzalez, come up with the name Core 4 for like your friendship? <laughs> no idea. Literally cannot, I cannot remember how I will not be asking, by the way. Um, At least not Mandy. Yeah. It was just one day we were, I'm sure some, someone had to have came up with it. Um, oh, there's another one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, couldn't tell you. I mean, you could ask, maybe Mandy knows. Or Andrea. 
organic. I mean, I, it's just that's what we are. <laughs> I've always thought it was like perfect. Um. So the next. Oh, there's another. Is, um. Who was the first person in the cast that you like? Cast that you like really clicked with. Why did I say it like that? Um. That was another um there, but I, <laughs> I am completely judging myself listening to this. I am definitely hating on myself a little bit because I was awkward as shit. <laughs> really clicked with. Um, I don't know. Um, it depends because off Broadway I was really close with Mandy um, because I already kind of knew Mandy and. Um, and we had a lot of, you know, we were just like two kids who were like, what is going on? How are we here? What is happening? Um, but then my workload started to change as like we went from workshop, the storyline started to change. And then all of a sudden, um, Vanessa had a lot more to do with Usnavi. Um, and then it started to be Javi and Lynn because I would spend so much stage time with them working on stuff um that, that was a long one Roman, who's the piragua guy piragua <laughs> sorry but that was a, that was a long um there <laughs> the piraguero uh because piraguero i love him i love alicio yeah he's just an, an incredible human uh and he's still my best friend to this day Aww. They still All right. What have you taken away from your experience with heights? What have I taken away from my experience with heights? We, listening to this, we probably should have reacted more um, to Karen's responses. We didn't. We were freaking out. We were internally dying because... We had no idea how the fuck we got there, how the fuck we actually got Karen Olivo on our podcast. We had no clue at all what we were doing. Um, Karen was the first guest that wasn't a friend, I think is fair to say, or, well, I guess Grace Kelly wasn't really a friend at that time. I would love to be friends with Grace Kelly, not gonna lie. Like, I would love to be friends with, with her. She's super sweet. She's talented as heck. I'd love to be friends with her. But I think Karen Olivo was like the first, like actual quote unquote famous person. I mean, yes, they're famous, they are. And they're, you know, like they've got a fan base, okay. <laughs> I know because like 52 of them follow me on Instagram on my Karen Olivo fan account. <laughs> I can't believe I just admitted that. Anyway, but like, you know, we were, we didn't react much verbally. We more were like, oh my God, keep, we got to keep our cool here. I mean, I, I, dreams come true. Oh, yeah, they said they said it twice there. It was like a dream to be able to originate something uh, that I had the lived experience Another. to bring to. <laughs> um, with people who look like me singing that our was music. Another one. And it happened. Like, I never would have thought that would have happened. Um, My heart. So yeah, it can happen. And it did. The 
final in the heist question is what was your favorite part of doing the show? My favorite part of doing the show is was usually two places. There was like a little dance break that would happen during Benny's dispatch that I would watch Afra do, and I would like mimic her dance moves. That was I really loved that part. And also, there's a moment right at the very beginning of the club um, where okay, I'll get ready for Karen Olivo's trumpet noises. <laughs> I think it ends, the, the dinner scene ends, and the lights are about to go out, and I think it's, the father yells, Nina, and then there's like a really long horn solo that starts the club, and uh, I really, really enjoyed that did, part. Did I make that Nina! up? No, no, I didn't. I didn't make it up. Like, every night, I would, it would be like, I had a shot of espresso. I'd be like, yeah, we're about to do it. Um, oh, there's another one. Yeah. Those two moments, I think. So next, we have questions about your album, which is in, like, all of my playlists on my phone at this point. Oh, it is. <laughs> like, your album is probably the only one that has the all of the songs from it in, like, my playlist to help with my anxiety, my playlist to help me like calm down to fall asleep, my happy playlist, like it's in all of those. And it's like the only full album that helps me with all of that. Well, thank you, that's good. I'm, I'm glad that I could help. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, the first question about that would be, uh, could you oh, tell us a little one. like background on it? Like what made you choose these songs and what inspired it? Gosh, it was so long ago. Um, you know, oh, I know the album was something that I had signed on to do years before, and it didn't actually happen because so many things happened. I went to do a TV show, and I... I, I know what TV show. I have been binging it nonstop over and over and over again. It's Harry's Law season two, um, comfort season. It, it's a good... It's a damn good show and Karen Olivo makes a pretty hot lawyer <sighs> like I need I'm, I, if Karen Olivo ever quit acting to, or, well yeah they kind of have a little bit but like if Karen or if Karen Olivo ever wants to be a lawyer I'm just I'm gonna get I'm I'm gonna hope and pray that it's that they either become a or that they become like a defense attorney maybe i think that's is that the right one i don't know but like i'm either gonna be in trouble or, or a lot or i'm gonna need somebody to help me or sue a bitch like because i would be in court all the fucking time just just to be in the same room no i'm kidding i that is a really bad joke i couldn't really put away time to do that um, there's another one. Yeah, the album was just sort of, I didn't want to do songs. I mean, you, you can tell like the, the songs that people would think that I would sing or would want me to sing. Um, like things from like Avida or like, you know, like stuff that's just like belty, female, like strong woman stuff. 
didn't want to do any of that stuff. I wanted to tell a story. I wanted to use um, a personal experience or... Yes, bitch. I love your album. I'm glad you did the songs you did. Mm -hmm. Chef's kiss. I wanted, the, I wanted the album to have like a journey and that, and it, I really did um, pick material that played into a very specific narrative for myself. Um, that not everybody knows about, but that's okay. Sometimes you can make art and you can save a piece for yourself and nobody has to know about it. Um, There's another but yeah, one. all of this stuff was stuff that I had dreamt about singing in some capacity or was brought to me and the lyrics and the message fit perfectly what I was trying to create in the arc. And so, yeah, it was a really long time though. It took forever for that thing to come out. Um, and it was super uncomfortable for me. I was not a fan of the process because there's no one to work off of. Really, actually, there was one time where all of the musicians were in the room and we were, I was just like singing a scratch track and I was like able to be in the room with the musicians like doing stuff and I was like, this is incredible. Like if I could do this, this would be great. But the moment that I had to like be in a booth by myself, listening to myself, I was like, oh, this is fresh hell. Like, this is the worst feeling in the world. Like, no one to interact with, and it's just me? Woo! Meh. Not fun. Me no like <laughs> So, that's that. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of a lot of my choir class in high school. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that made Karen laugh! The fact that that made Karen laugh! <laughs> Like, that was a real laugh, and you can't, like, oh my god. I'm sorry, Mr. Roberts, <laughs> but Karen Olivo laughed at, at a joke I made at the expense of your choir class. <laughs> I love you. I love you, Mr. Roberts. 10 out of 10, top-tier teacher at that high school. Actually, no. Scratch that. 10 out of 10, no, no, sorry. No, that's what I'm trying to scratch out. A thousand out of ten, you are the best fucking teacher at that school. I doubt you will ever listen to this episode. But if you do, Mr. Roberts, you are the best goddamn teacher that school has, okay? Um, don't allow anybody to tell you different. Um, you were the only reason I still uh, went to that school after changing. Like, I didn't have to continue to inquire when I switched schools to the Vermont Adult Learning. Uh, yeah, I did not have to do that. I did not need to go back to choir, but I did because A, I loved your class. B, I needed to be allowed to sing at least twice a week. And and you you just made that school enjoyable. You were the reason I continued okay like i said i doubt he's gonna listen to this but if he does I, I i made a joke at the expense of your class and karen oliva laughed at it but i i i, I loved your class okay you're amazing teeth out and i had complications with it i don't know why i went on that rant i apologize guys my choir teacher was like i had to like get an extra thing done and I had to go back to school because I already missed like two and a half weeks. And the choir teacher still made me belt. And I'm like, please stop. My mouth hurts. <laughs> and it was like worst thing ever. 
Yeah, like, I think that kind of reminds me of my freshman musical sideshow was canceled because of COVID. And so we decided our um, amazing... Oh, Nellie said it again. Our amazing assistant Nellie's only said, um, twice. Karen and I said it a million times, it feels like. Uh, definitely over 50. Director Liberty Mack, who you've met. She was, um, yeah. Liberty? I love that. So she decided to come up with the idea where we do like this whole montage thing and we were supposed to sing come look at the freaks which is the opening number of sideshow and i was just sitting at my computer saying come look at the freaks with just like backing track and i was like is it okay is it not okay i mean we didn't end up doing it but karen olivo bonding with theater kids <laughs> karen olivo understanding theater kids and choir kids and laughing with them top tier top tier person okay karen olivo mandy is on the floor at the no she is like six feet underground at this point the bar for K mandy gonzalez is like six feet underground karen olivo is like top tier they are <laughs> their bar is set to heaven no, it's higher than fucking heaven. What am I saying? Like, Karen Olivo, at this point, in my opinion, don't come for me if you're Christian or whatever, religious. Karen Olivo is more top tier than than, than God and Jesus. I, I, I say this as an ex-Christian. But yeah, Karen Olivo is top tier. But it was, it kind of felt like that. Cool. <laughs> Just cool. We actually had Liberty on. Yeah. Was, was it episode it. six? I think. I don't know. Six. <laughs> so the next question is out of the seven songs on your album, which one did you connect most with? The one I wrote. I don't know which one. That is. I don't know which oh, one. Oh, how it feels? Oh, that that's actually my favorite though. <laughs> Just ask oh. Nellie, every time we talk about it, I'm like, I'm going to go listen to this. Bye. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, that's the, um, I wrote the lyrics. Oh, there's and another, then, um, um, and another. I, I collaborated with two other artists on, on just like the, some of the chords and stuff like that, but, um, and another the lyrics and some of the tune to that, but that was, uh, yeah. And another That's a uh, very important song for me because it was like one of the only things that could really I'd never really made art before that could speak to what heartbreak and um, pain felt like for me and that that song comes closest to explaining it my entire heart who inspired you when it came to this album gosh inspired me uh, well that was an uh i mean the musicians that played on the album because they were like my scene partners um they were probably the most instrumental uh because you know it's just music before that was you definitely an uh, that was <laughs> like i said before. you're just like in this black box by yourself um this void that was an so uh. 
yeah, I would say I gained my inspiration from these incredible musicians. What is your creative process like? Mm. My creative process is... Uh, I don't know if I should count that. It was more like an mmm, but I, I I don't know. Do I count that? Do I, I'm not going to count it. Uh, is pretty... Uh, that one I will count. It's almost like a, an artist retreat. And that one. It depends on what it is that I'm doing. Um, I really try to locate the why. Why am I making this whatever it is? Um, and that one. <laughs> what am I trying to convey? Um, what state of mind am I in? And then I do a lot of work on... I Either if there's anything about the material that I'm, I'm not really sure about, I research some stuff. And then I just live with it, like it's my roommate. So I, if it's a song, I just like, I read the lyrics all the time. I listen to the backing tracks. Um, I try to just make it like a second skin, whatever it is. Uh, if it's a play or something like that. If it's a piece of art, I just spend all of my time thinking about it and mulling over it when I should probably be doing other things. Um, yeah, so I let it move into my house and be my roommate until uh, it's ready to move out. That's kind of my process. So the next question is, who would you most want to collaborate with on like a song or an album or something? Hmm. I don't know. Gosh, I don't think that I want to do an album anytime soon. So I guess that person is not... I think when I find the person that I'm like, oh my God, I want to make an album with this person, um, then I'll know, oh, you're over your fear of being in that, that sound booth by yourself <laughs> and you want to make something. But I don't know that I have anyone. Um, gosh, yeah, sorry. Why has Karen said um and uh way more than the rest of us? And by the rest of us, I mean Nellie and myself. Like, I am the most awkward person when it comes to speaking. So I say, um, uh, like, but anyway, all the time. Like, 24-7. That is how I talk. But for some reason, Karen is the one saying it the most in this conversation. <laughs> I love it. I love I it. I think I have an answer for that one. Okay, so the next question. Um, how do you think social media has affected, like, the industry and everything? Social media is giving you an uh, an idea of what your favorite uh, artists do on their off time. Um, it's connected a lot of people. It's been our only lifeline during the shutdown. Facts. <laughs> um, I think it can be used positively and negatively, and I think that we've seen the scope of both of those things. Uh, I think usually it's easy to demonize, I think, social media, but I think yeah, it, it really is. is in the hands of the user. Agreed. Um, yeah, were you going to say something? Yeah, I 100% agree with what you were saying. Like, it, it really depends on who's using it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've seen both. Like, I met Nelly through Instagram and um, the Fearless Squad. The Fearless Squad and everything. But I've also met people who literally told me to go off myself. <laughs> like, 
It really just depends on- I cannot believe I said that to Karen Olivo. <laughs> Damn. Who no filter. Uses it. Yeah. yeah. I, never know. I mean, I, I think the other thing is to remember is that the, you know, social media and the internet is not the world because if it was, then everyone would have it. And there's so many people who don't have it. So it is a privilege Jonathan sort of Groff. thing to be a part of. Um, and I think that when we hold it in too high esteem, then we really actually lose sight of it. Yeah. What is next for you music-wise? I know you said you didn't really think of dropping another album, but would you ever consider that? Or what else are you going to be doing music-wise? I don't know. I mean, I, I might be doing another show coming up, but, you know, if that, all of that stuff is, like, kind of far off in the distance. Um I think I'm spending most of my time uh, working a little bit more as a, I'll be doing a little bit more visual art and a lot more um, writing. Uh, Nellie and I geeked out. We, not like audibly, obviously, but uh, we, we geeked out physically. We were like looking at each other like, oh my God, is this for real? Like, did Karen Olivo just say this? We geeked. It's fair to say that we geeked. I think that that's... I'm working on a book now of, like, short stories and poetry and commentary. You better publish it, Olivo. I swear to God, publish it. Please. Right? Um, and at one point, maybe... Sorry. Oh. <laughs> There's motorcycles that go by the That damn motorcycle, I swear to fucking God every time every single day it's yeah no that's like a if you're doing a podcast a motor it's like they know and all the motorcycles rush like, to wherever you are i have to are. do like therapy at the library too because it's still online and i don't have wi-fi at home right now so it's like every time i'm using the computer for something like this they just oh, go by it's they see you come in and they're like let me go get my motorcycle <laughs> Oh, that was an um. Uh, writing. And an uh. Writing. I'll be writing. I'll be writing more. Writing is important, Karen. Doing. I don't know how much singing I'll be doing. Nellie and I both are big writers. She no. actually, before she reached out to me, she was actually reading my stories, which I, I feel weird saying. I don't want to listen to this part. <laughs> but no, fan fictions. <laughs> A lot of... In we died of embarrassment, which is why we were laughing. We were dying laughing of embarrassment. And the Heights fan fictions too, which is like, ooh. I physically <laughs> shuddered. I physically shuddered at that, telling Karen Olivo that I wrote fanfics about them. I'll think about it now. I mean, it's just weird. To talk why is it weird? <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm sorry. It's <laughs> just thinking about it is weird. Like, I had to, I wanted to reach out and be like, I am so sorry for the, 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 uh, like, most awkward laughter you would ever hear from two people ever. <laughs> like, I was embarrassed. And, I mean, they put me, they put Nellie and I both at ease. Um, but like, it was like, it's awkward because <laughs> because it's about you some of them 
So fan fictions are about things you're a fan of. And then I composed myself. I, I got some composure and then Nellie started laughing again and it made me laugh. Most of them were about the characters, but a couple were about like, like the actors, so like you guys. And it's like, it's weird to think about now. Cause like, I don't know. It's just weird. And now I feel awkward. No, I think it's cool. cool because I mean, think about it. Like all the great painters had muses, right? Mm -hmm. Like they, there were people out in the world that they, they latched onto and they're like, I, you're going to actually be the conduit for my art. So I don't think that it's weird that you would use people as, you know, inspiration for fan fiction. I think that's actually how it's supposed to work. Karen Olivo saying fan fiction is how it's supposed to work. I feel a lot less awkward now. Yes, yeah, I'm. I, like earlier I was laughing, but it was because I felt weird and awkward <laughs> for like yeah. saying it. Yeah, no reason. No reason to feel weird. Yeah. No reason to feel But weird. she was reading my fan fictions and she, and then I posted a video about like, to kind of like let people know that they're not alone. And this was about, I think I posted that video in 2018, like early 2018 and um, it was just like about my trauma and like the abuse that I went through as a baby and my adoption and everything. And Nellie saw that and reached out to me and told me that I inspired her because she's also adopted. So that's kind of how our friendship started. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I missed at like, least two ums. We were writing for so long and I'm like, aww. And that's oh, how I we became that. friends. That's a beautiful story. Started in the Fearless Squad. Yeah, because that's like where my fan fiction was coming from. Was like a lot of the mm -hmm. Fearless Squad, which is how I heard of In the Heights and everything. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, cool. Yeah, and then I ended up writing a novel. Yeah, she wrote a novel, which I'm editing yeah. for her, while also trying mm -hmm. to write my novel. Awesome! <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Lots of writers. I love Karen hyping us up. <laughs> So then, um, yeah. Oh, there was an um there. I have, pr I probably missed so many ums, but that is okay. Also, yeah. having her as my best friend. But yeah, so back to questions, which are almost done. Yes. We have okay. four more. <laughs> okay. We're gonna skip, like, the, the conversation part, I think. Sure. Um, oh, so there, there was an um. Again. And another. Can you tell us like a little bit about your work with Broadway. Voice there wasn't a uh, there. I know it. Uh, well, oh, that's another uh. Actually, the the stuff that I do with Broadway for racial justice in the past had a little bit more to do with um, helping There's with another. fundraise. And then. Um, and another. And now, I mean, I do more work with Affect, my our own non for profit. Um, but you know. And another. I. I I send them donations and I support them whenever I can. Um, I think they do a lot and for another. the industry. Um, and they're only and doing another. what they do. I don't see a lot of other organizations doing. Um, so, yeah. Fundraising and donating. <laughs> so I don't know how the other three questions will go over that because they were kind of all aimed around that. So, <laughs> I mean, I can speak about what they do. Yeah, that's like that might be better than asking the last three yeah. questions, which are all about. Thank you, Karen, for for doing that for us. Because oh, you're a good person. Anyway, so. That's okay. Go ahead. What is yours? 
value five. Why are well, you weird? Do you want me to just talk about Broadway for Yeah. Just like, what is um, it? I mean, really, anyone who's interested in Broadway for racial justice should go on the internet first and um, There's do none. a little deep dive on their website. But um, I would say during another. quarantine, one of the things that I found really useful, they do this sort of empowerment series a couple times a month. Um, I think maybe on a Friday, they and just another. get together and they hold space with uh, people in the community to talk about different topics. And I found that um, for me processing a lot of things that I was seeing and a lot of things that I was remembering was really difficult. And they, every time I would go to one of their empowerment summits or um, one of their empowerment engagement, I don't know, now, now I feel like I'm, I'm mixing up what they actually call it. Um, I think it's engagement. Um, I always felt so much better and um, I learned so much about other people in a really holistic and uh, lovely environment. Uh, that was definitely ego uh... and hierarchy and um, just a lot of like open minds. Um, the other thing is they have an incredible hotline which if there's a person of color that is uh, experiencing workplace trauma or discrimination, they can call the hotline and they can speak to another person of color to process what they're experiencing, which I think is really helpful. Um, uh, oh, one of the things that I actually did help them with was they had a casting initiative to get more um, global majority and BIPOC casting agents trained and in the field and so um i helped look over some of the applications and make a short list of people and so that's incredible because a lot of those i actually did an audition shortly after that and one oh. of the casting initiative I gotta pause because that actually really hurt i just hit my lip with my tongue ring ouch um cohort was there and mm -hmm. I I think I they just like, said um oh there gosh, like, like I recognized your your face when I saw <laughs> you because I I had gone through so many different applications but it was really lovely to see them have an initiative to put people into the industry and then actually encounter that person in the industry which was really lovely it's it's so often that you you have an organization doing something and you don't actually get to see the fruits of your labor and I saw it within a couple of months. It was really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, they do so many things. Um, they do concerts. They're doing a concert. Well, they did one concert called Revival, which I did some um, fundraising for. That was really instrumental. This is a lot of it, ums and ums. It, it uh, gave the opportunity for a lot of artists who don't get a shot, who are not in the spotlight for whatever reason, um, uh, it gave them a shot to, to work and actually make a living wage and it employed so many musicians in a time in which no one was working. And that was really beautiful. I mean, there's another concept that they're coming up with. Um, yeah, there's just so many things. That's awesome. I love that. 
do you guys know a lot about, or do both of you know a lot about uh, Broadway for Justice? Not really. We looked up it up a little bit, but not like a lot, because we wanted to ask you about it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So that's and kind I, of. I think. Yeah. I think Liberty was an ambassador for it because I remember her talking about yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah, she. Yes. She did talk about that a little bit with us. Um, yeah. But yeah. So that was kind of all the questions. So if you just want to like chat for a little bit, which is what we usually do when we have people on, we like yeah. talk, and if they have time, we chat a little bit and just. Great. So yeah, um, I don't really know what to talk about. I, I guess. Can I tell her about? Okay. So like I said, we're not really going to listen to the chat portion. Um, there was one last um, that I needed to count. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to quickly tally these up. And we're going to see how many times we said uh and um throughout the uh, questions. Actually, you know what? Screw it. We are going to listen to the whole thing. Sure. Okay. So I I feel like it would be unfair if I didn't add this part. A lot of what helped me learn Spanish because I'm going into AP Spanish this year and I've been taking it since sixth grade when I became a theater kid. And In the Heights was the second musical I ever listened. Actually, no, I changed my mind again. We're not going to do that. We're just going to tally up what we have. (laughs) I don't have the patience and I'm getting hungry. All I've eaten today was a handful of jelly beans, and it's 3.47. So, Oh my god. Wait, I gotta recount. Hang on. So. Hang on, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the like radio silence there for a sec. Um, just I I'm counting and I'm kind of in shock. Oh my god. Yeah, we said um slash uh in just the question portion 130 fucking times. Holy shit. In less than an hour, we said um and uh 130 fucking times.
that doesn't look good anyway I'm trying my pen is dying okay 130 fucking times and I'm pretty sure I missed a few as well and this isn't count or counting the um chat portion I am actually in shock of how many times we said it. Holy shit, bro. Okay, guys. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful day. And I will be back next week. Alright, peace. I used to run, camp in the backyard, play in the sun, we couldn't wait to grow up, man we were young, all of the crazy things we thought we'd become, we were so young, before mom and dad went brave, before my friends moved away, I never thought I'd feel this way, but I do. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.